Genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one mad dash up the stairs at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. And Rohan will answer. Oh, I see. You were expecting something different. I was. Come on, man. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. <laughs> and today we're talking about Minute. Today we're calling for aid. That's right. <laughs> In today. Minute. <laughs> We're calling for aid Come in minute on. 68. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Your new year has risen with the light of the beacons of Minas Tirith. Apparently. Apparently. We did not plan it this way. No, we never plan it this way. <laughs> it just, just work. It all works out. It all works out. Eru works in mysterious ways. Oh, come on. Uh, so this is, this is minute 68, which starts with beacons and uh ends with a shot on eowyn's slightly concerned face as we hear uh it kind of sounds like a gong but it's the same bell being rung as when they were evacuating edoras before mm. we're gonna see it right at the beginning of next minute it's the same bell it it probably i don't know if it's the same shot exactly but it was probably filmed at the same time probably it's just more of the footage of the guy ringing the bell so, we start this minute with beacons, which we've already talked a lot about. Quite a, quite a bit. Aragorn does call them the beacons of Minas Tirith. Yeah. I still think there's some... There go. Rohan can't light them. Only Minas Tirith can. I still think there has to be some kind of protocol, because it's only logical in a military sense that you would need some way in a big enough emergency. You're calling in your, your, your knights. Your like feudal stuff. Right. I I think, I think they're not allowed to light them on this end. I think that I think there would be one closer to Edoras if they were allowed to light them themselves. It's not really that far away, and Edoras isn't high enough up itself to be part of the chain. Hmm. But it doesn't look that. F I mean, it's probably thirty or so miles. It, on foot up the mountain and everything to that beacon. Yeah. I would guess. Mountains are mountains are often very far away, even when they look this big. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I think there would be one closer if um, they were allowed to light them themselves. Mm. I just don't know where it would be. That looks to be about the closest it could get. And Aragorn be up, makes my case for me. And be up high enough to be part of the chain. I think there has to be some kind of protocol in which Rohan can light this beacon. Because it, it makes strategic sense that, yes, you can call your closest, your your closest, uh, like, what was once a colony, basically, to yeah. you. Yeah. Your closest commonwealth or protectorate or whatever. Right. To you at a time of need. But it's also important for that that civilization to be able to send you a message in a dire enough circumstance. But I think the beacons are only intended for a mustering of forces in Minas Tirith. I don't think it's like, hey, text me, babe. I think it's like, this is for this specific instance only. 
I think when the Northern Kingdom of Arnor was really still there, they probably would come down to Rohan and send word by beacon instead of finishing the journey going the other way in case of an emergency but like, to cut time. How do you send a message? It's just an emergency. Your forces need to come in this direction. I don't think so. I think it's only Minas Tirith. I think when there were two kings of the Numenorean line, it probably was because used was, the other um, way. Because it was Isildur and his brother, right? Uh, I believe so, yes. Well, they they, they built... Because um, we, we looked into it when we were looking up Osgiliath. Because they built that city together. It was the seat of power for Gondor in right. Middle-earth for a while. Right, and the took over. For a really long time. I don't know, man. I think... I stand by what I said. I just think there has to be some protocol. It's got to be in the handbook. Just the guys on the Rohan side have an extra few pages at the front that are just, this can only be lit by you without seeing a beacon from the south under these incredibly specific circumstances. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. Because if- If it, Rohan falls, if, these guys need to tell Gondor. If, if it was more than like one message, I think that would be confusing. Because everybody knows what... Everyone on this end knows what the beacons mean. It means it's time to get up and go to war. Right. They talk about this in the commentary. That if if you were not adapting this from a book... What, what they do when they muster their O'Hiram... Doesn't feel like it makes a lot of sense in the context of if you were just writing a movie script. So like, oh, we gotta muster the O'Hiram... So we're all going to gather in another place and wait a week and then we're going to go. Yeah. It's an emergency. Yeah. Just if you weren't adapting this from some other work where this piece of the narrative exists for another purpose, you wouldn't have done this if you were just writing this story as a movie. Right. Because it's just, oh, yeah, it's an emergency. Let's take all the tension out of it for a little while and have these guys sit still for almost two weeks. Is it two weeks? I think they wait, oh, maybe it's only like five days, three days. I don't remember how long they wait at Dunharrow, actually. They tell us in the movie how long they're willing to wait, I'm pretty sure. But I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it's three days they wait. That makes sense. Three days. So they, they're they going to muster the Rohirrim. But yeah, Aragorn does this mad dash. Yeah, he looks crazy. Soft. He looks He looks tired. He looks manic. I think... He okay. looks a little stumbly partway up the really long dirt steps. Based on um, the angle of the light, and he's just chilling here drinking some tea or soup or something. I think it's, like, morning. Yeah, it has to, the sun rises in the east, right? So, yes. <laughs> which is where the sun would be because he, that, that actually doesn't, this would be evening then. Because that beacon is to the south of Rohan. And we're looking at it. Okay. So when does Pippin climb up this this thing then? Has it been two days? No, if it was morning to evening, but we've seen darkness on the beacons along the way, so it has yeah. to have been. Like, this is probably supposed to be... Morning? Morning? Yeah. But that beacon now would that, have yeah, to... Yeah, now that you mention it, it looks like afternoon. But that beacon would have to be to the south of Rohan. Mm. It would have to be to the south of Edoras. Are you sure? Gondor is south of Rohan. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Remember that one time where we were just, I don't remember what, I think it was in Two Towers. We were talking about the sun and it's just like, wait, is that the east? Like, isn't it supposed to be like dusk or what time is it? Like, yeah, they're just using cool shots. They're not thinking about that necessarily. I, we had the timeline. It slipped through our fingers and now we are desperately trying to find it as it sinks into the bottom of the ocean. We'll just assume it took a good 18 hours for this So how far cycle. the heck away is Gondor? Really heckin' far. Really heckin' far. Which, okay, yeah. How effective is this beacon system if it's taking you 18 goddamn hours? Well, how, how long did it take Gandalf to get to Gondor and Shadowfax? A three days ride, right? Yeah, so this is half that time. But that doesn't make any sense. How not? How doesn't it? Light travels faster than shadow facts. Right. I get. It's cloudy. I don't. <laughs> it was cloudy not. in places. That's what I'm saying. Like, what about the visibility? Yeah, maybe it was cloudy in places. We just didn't see. Maybe there are actually forty of these beacons in a chain. Probably. Oh my god. We see thirteen. By the way. Yeah. Which including is an un- this one. Including this one. Unlucky number. Just. Which I I guess is kind of fitting for an emergency system. There's no way. Uh, is it three days ride? It's three days ride as the Nazgul flies, and, right? Which would be the dis- Which would be a straight line like the beacons. So it's been three days. No, it can't be. Well, no, that's why I'm saying it's like cut oh, the time in I half. I see. I see. Yeah, because yeah, three days ride as the Nazgul flies. You better hope we don't have one of those on our tail. Which means it took Gandalf longer than that to get there. Because he can't go in a straight line. He has to go all the way the hell around. Right, right. Shadowfax isn't climbing the mountains like it's Skyrim. Oh, just, God, I hope so. He's just glitching through the... Just backing up the mountain <laughs> and jumping on the horse. <laughs> causing it to float in the air randomly and then fall and then keep going. <laughs> Phasing through rocks. That's Fusro do. Fusro da. Fusro da. I couldn't even get it out of my face. Face da. So, yeah, Aragorn looks tired making this mad. It looks like he's ready to fall partway up I, the, the really long yeah, steps. Yeah, he's really yeah. off balance. They they don't say how many times they made them. He, he did this take in the commentary. Do you think he? But they it? imply that it was a lot. He did this over and over again. He looks manic, like not as manic as my favorite scene with him in this. Mm. Um, which I think you know is. I think you know what my favorite scene of Aragorn is in this. The mo- uh, is it when he takes like control peak of the dead? Aragorn takes no, control of the no. no. Is it the where, where like in... peak manic hot Aragorn? Where's that? In this movie. In this movie. Yeah. Where in this movie? We'll find out. Okay. You don't remember me talking for Frodo. We <laughs> no, just before then. Uh his speech. Yes. It is, is not this day. That is. That is some peak Aragorn, my friend. So, he runs in here. It's an interesting... I think this is an interesting kind of mirror to his return to Edoras in... Well, not Edoras. His, uh, his showing up at Helm's Deep in Two Towers. Yes. I think this is like he, an interesting mirror to he it. he pushes open the door and like yeah. the sexiest thing. Yeah, this, because this is very... Um, well, it's manic. Right, and it echoes it in a way... 
visually. They don't linger but with a different, on it. But they don't linger on it. Yeah, but he's, he like pushes his way through the doors. He enters the hall. Yeah. He, he like addresses, stumble drunks his way into the hall. <laughs> it ends on a close-up of his face and then moves to a close-up of Theoden. It's, it's similarly... It's like similarly the shot is done, similarly composed, but it with a totally different energy, different color palette, everything. But right. it, it, I think it's an interesting kind of echo. And then just Condor calls for aid, and then the nice that that incredibly pregnant, thoughtful pause. Yes, Rohan will answer. I like how we cut to like Eowyn's face, Aomer's face, like which were pickup shots. Aomer and Eowyn weren't originally shot as part of the scene. Oh, interesting. That was a pickup. So they are... That's why you don't see them next to everybody else around the table or anything. Uh-huh. Or in the shot with anyone but themselves with just the set in the back. It's a pickup shot. Yeah. They're just like, oh, we should drop Ammer and Awen into this. Man, he looks like he's about to eat it at any moment, like climbing up these steps. Yeah. Who are these guys hanging out with Baden King? Right, who are these other two? This Gambling. Gambling looks like crap. Yeah, his... His, his beard le- needs to be trimmed. <laughs> When last we saw him, his beard his beard was better kept. Yeah, but he looked like a sad boy. Yeah, his like eyes were all bloodshot, and he was crying and stuff. I mean, gambling is kind of skull faced. He looks does he's got he? very sunken eyes and a strong brow. I don't know. I mean, he's probably under a lot of stress. Yeah, just the just this guy. He, he got promoted not by choice. <laughs> That's true. He became he became the right hand, not of his own free will. Yeah. Am I a good king, Gamling? Speaking of Skyrim, Just, these two dude, my dudes, best friend is dead. Why are you talking to me like this? Right, these two dudes look like Skyrim NPCs. They they do. <laughs> they they really do. I don't even especially play the Skyrim, guy in the front. Yeah, he looks he looks like I don't know. Maybe that's just his face, but like. He looks like some random shopkeeper who's trying to yes. trying to grift you for your last yes. <laughs> For your last few dragon bones. I'll give you 25 gold. <laughs> oh, no, you foo strong didn't. <laughs> <laughs> snap, snap, snap. <laughs> yeah, dude. Who are these guys? And what are they talking about? Well, they got a map. So are they, are they talking about what they might know about what's going on in Gondor? Maybe. You know, maybe... Because um... you'd assume spies go both ways. People uh, keeping an eye on right, the right. on the movements of the other kingdom and everything. Yeah. Faramir has guys up here. They probably have some guys down there. Yeah. So there's like free like flow of information, but like we still have to light the beacons. But how how far how long ago did um uh did the Witch King um do his magical girl thing? Uh Few days, two days, based on the sunset, on the sunrise beacons. things, <laughs> and the the beacons. Yeah, like two days, maybe three. So, do you think they were able to see that from Rohan? Maybe they're yes. Maybe they're like theorizing. They're like, okay, what the heck is going on over here? I I don't think there's any way they didn't. You can see the light of Mount Doom from everywhere, so mm. it's always looming in the background. Okay. Even so, when they were in the northern part of the plains of Rohan. Maybe these are, like, spies. Maybe. Bringing him information. Yeah. Maybe. They look... I don't know. Maybe they're, like, the spy masters. Like... Because they don't look like they travel much. 
their clothes are too clean. But they are wearing darker, like a darker doublet and then brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm thinking in. like, I don't know, maybe, maybe they've just come from the field and they're just like, we have some intel. Did you see that 10 mile high column of light? Did you see that ludicrous, ludicrous display last night? <laughs> Man, did you see that rave? Have you seen the IT crowd? I have not. Oh Only a little God. bit of it. That's only what, seen a little bit of it. That's what that quote's from. This ludicrous display. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to make friends in a sports bar. So they just... Like, <laughs> they just, just... Just vague statements. Yes, yes. And they um, make friends in a sports bar. And then, spoilers for an episode of the IT crowd, they end up making friends with criminals. So they end up driving the getaway car while they're <laughs> in a bank heist. <laughs> <laughs> That episode is nuts. It's the best. But, um, yeah, maybe they're like the spy people. Maybe. We get another quick look at uh, Theoden's sword here. Yeah. Get to just see it barely. I am obsessed with the color of his um, shirt. It's so. It's such a beautiful shade of red. Yeah. It's like, um, it's not quite burgundy. It's like, it's almost scarlet. It's like, um, it's like a, a really good red wine. It's 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 just so pretty. It, yeah, it throws him into such sharp contrast with everything around him. I really like how Hama has like a darker shade of that same. Um, I don't well, know. It's like in the same color family. Well, now that he's Theoden's right, right hand, right. his royal guard, yeah, he wears red now too. Oh man, I don't know. I'm like obsessed with this because shirt. The, the costuming department talks about the use of red in the movie, and now yeah. I'm just like, oh. Well, yeah, now Ham, now Gambling's wearing red because he's in a position close to the king. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's why Amr's armor is red. It's red. Yeah. Which we get to see Amr's armor again in this minute because he's always wearing it. Mm-hmm. The only time he's not wearing it is that one scene a little while from now where he makes fun of Mary. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because he's not armored up. But why is he armored up here? I don't know because he has to look impressive. Look at those pauldrons, Norman. Like they're pointed, so they make his shoulders look so impossibly broad. It's really attractive. <laughs> also, it's like really cool. Yeah, I I think that the like Ammer the... and the Ammer and Theodred armors are the most beautifully constructed. They look the most intricate as a full armor set. Mm. Yeah, because you have these um these leather things, and then you have the chain, and everything interlocks almost like articulated plate. Yeah. But it looks like it's made of leather instead. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. So it's lighter because they ride horses and all this. Other. It's really, it's really, really cool. I really love Theodred and Amr's armor. And we don't ever really get to see Theodred's very much because he dies immediately. Right. We see him for like five seconds and then he like takes one for the team. Because uh, Theodred's armor uh, would be, it would have been really awesome to see someone walking around in it. And really get some scenes in it because it's like black and gold or like uh-huh. dark green and gold. And it's the the same style as Amor. So I think it would have looked really, really good in a lot of scenes in bright light. Mm. But Amor's is just this weather-worn red. I wonder if it was once closer to the same color of, of red as Theoden's shirt. Maybe. And it's worn from time in the field. Can you imagine when this armor was blood red if that's how it was painted? Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Aragorn's kind of wearing some red, too. Yeah, they, they talk about that in the commentary when they talk about the color red. But Aragorn wears red because he's royalty. 
But why wasn't Thaden wearing red? He not wasn't. Thaden, um, uh, Theodred. Th- I don't know. He may. I, I don't know if he was or not. Maybe in some small way. I would have to go back and look. It's possible he had like a red undershirt or something. Maybe. Because why would his armor be? He's like the crown prince. Why would his armor be? So dark and different. Yeah. Because green and gold are kind of the colors, the of, colors Rohan. of Rohan. Yeah. That makes sense. So if he's supposed to be the the marshal of the the second, yeah, the second group of soldiers or whatever the I can't remember what they call them now. Um, uh, it's the Rittermark, isn't it? Or no? That's the that's the the whole place is the the Rittermark is is Rohan. Oh, okay. That's like their word for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's the I would assume that Theoden is the the marshal of the first force, and then. Theodred is the second because he's the crown prince. And then and Amor's, Amor's the, the third. Because we see three, there's like the three distinct flags and they mention the different, uh, like the different groups of forces or whatever. Yeah. When they're talking about Rohan and the way it's organized. Is Eowyn wearing red? No, Eowyn doesn't wear red. That's a damn shame. I don't know She'd if... She'd be pretty in red. Probably, yeah. That I think that's just a choice probably to really make her stand out among yeah. everyone else in Rohan. I mean, because she's always in, like, light colors. And, well, she's in um, dark colors here, but... And she has that greener, the the more muted dress that she wears during the sword scene and stuff. Yeah. But she's often in lighter colors. That probably is intended to kind of highlight her vulnerability more. Yeah. Red is a power color. Yeah, that's why she needs to wear red. Yeah. But red is like red is like a power color. So if you're trying to highlight someone's vulnerability in a scene, you wouldn't tend to make them wear red, probably. Mm. That's fair. And there is some red in the design of the Great Hall and in banners and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's, uh... Yeah, we end on this just slightly concerned face. Of I Eowyn. don't know that it's slightly because she like Aomer like taps her on the shoulder and is just like, "All right, I have a job to do now." Yeah. And she looks so scared. Maybe it's just because of the scale of intensity. This is somewhere in the middle in Miranda Otto's performance. Maybe. I don't know. But she looks... not Maybe not... Maybe scared is the wrong word for it. Um, she looks very uncertain. Yeah. It's mostly just... It's mostly in her eyes. Yeah. And she... Uh, when she takes in this... this um, when she inhales, she's kind of like stealing herself for... Like, okay, this is it. Yeah. She, I mean, she's probably worried about Faden. Well, yeah, she's worried about her brother. She's worried about her uncle. I wonder if she's, a, I, I feel like she's probably more worried about Theoden. Theoden is an old man, and he did take that spear nearly in the chest in Helm's Deep. Yeah. And how much long, this isn't very, that wasn't very long ago. <laughs> this old man is just, all right. Yeah. Let's go. Autobots roll out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Let's ride. I don't know, man. But the fact that we're even talking about like what she's feeling and stuff um, is a testament to her very, um, I don't know, like her acting. Like she conveys so much with like a few looks. Yeah. Miranda Otto in the commentary uh, right around this time quickly mentions that they did a lot of rewrites when they were filming the return of the King stuff Mm. because they had made, they had made their decisions about two towers and it was like to print and they were still working stuff out with return of the King Mm -hmm. in the filming schedule. So a lot of Eowyn stuff that's in return of the King in the final product is actually stuff that was filmed in pickups. 
because they had made this, they hadn't like solidly made decisions about her character arc and the performances they wanted until after they had wrapped principal photography. Mm-hmm. So they did a lot of pickup shots with Eowyn in particular. She, I think in the commentary, she mentions that she felt like most of her scenes were filmed in pickups. Wow. That's pretty hectic. Yeah. So I can't, I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, 18 months. And like, oh, you you got to come back. You're going to be here for like the whole time when we're doing pickups, but you, you need to come back. Yeah. We got a lot for you to do, Miranda. You got to get into this headspace again. Yeah. In but the, completely different. <laughs> just two years on. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hard. Yeah, I bet. And filming everything out of order. This is... Everyone's performances are a testament to how, how great they are that everything was filmed out of order like it was. I mean, like, that's just how you make a movie. But they're making three. Right. Like, yeah, no, that's crazy sauce. <laughs> they're, some of these actors are working along one extended character arc across three movies with three like three smaller plotted out character arcs and having to jump around in different headspaces. Yeah. Just I I can't imagine But that's what the director's for, like this To is, help you get there, yeah. Right, right. Like, you know, you need to be this person today on this you know, you know what I mean? Right. And doing that through the, the like, rewrite two towers, Frodo yeah not but like doing that through the rewrites and filming multiple versions of different scenes and all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff like it just sounds so unbelievably hectic yeah that was uh it's new year's day it is new year's day and and rohan will answer and rohan will answer i'm a little disappointed that new year's day is not falling on minute 69 but only because i'm six years old like (laughs) (laughs) nice only because I have the sense of humor of a middle school boy, okay? <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're from the website DuelingGenre.com. Uh, check us out and check out the other Movies by Minute podcasts on the site. There's a whole bunch of them. Rocky Minute, Jane Silent Bob Minute. How many are there? There's 11. 11. There's 11, including us. So there's 10, there's 10 more besides us. We're nearly a dozen. We need to get um, three more. No, two Four more. more. Because then that'll be um, the beacons. Two more for the beacons? <laughs> yeah. Three more for Thorin's party. <laughs> Four more for Thorin's party plus Gandalf. Three for the elven kings in the sky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seven Nine. for the dwarf lords in the halls of stone. Nine for mortal men doomed to die in the podcast studio, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's just becoming part of the, the millennial experience is podcasting. What? Whatever. So, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> it's a thing, I guess. But yeah, check out the other Movies by Minutes podcast on the site. There's 11 of them. I'm sure you'll find another movie you enjoy to listen to or just listen to them because they're good shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about Rohan for the rest of the week. So yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.